listeners and everyone else listening worldwide. We often hear terms like volunteer leadership, servant leadership, or just volunteering. Most of us tend to think, why should I spend my time doing voluntary work? Why should I spend my time serving in leadership roles, which probably give us experience, but they are not for profit and they don't really pay us much. In today's episode, we are here to cover just that. Stuff about volunteer leadership, stuff about serving in volunteer roles. Hello listeners, this is Akash from Speakers Cast, and today's episode will cover about volunteer leadership and servant leadership in general. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, someone who has just served for an entire year as the district director in District 92 in Toastmasters International. He is also someone who served in a lot of leadership roles as his club president, as an area and division director in various division roles and various district roles as well. And he's just served as a district director of a district which has been felicitated as a Smedley Distinguished District, which is a very prestigious district level recognition. So please help me in welcoming Distinguished Toastmaster Rishabh Mehta. Rishabh, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Akash, for being so kind and uh, extending the invite to me for me to make it to the session. So I'm really glad to be here. Yep. Thank you so much, Rishabh. Uh, before we get into the meat of the discussion today, uh, I would like you to help our listeners understand your journey in Toastmasters and specifically about uh, your experience in volunteer leadership up till now, up till the point that you have been right now. Um, if I were to talk about my journey um, from a standpoint of volunteering and leadership, it, it goes way back and way beyond Toastmasters as well. Toastmasters happened to me when I was in the first year of my college. But even when, you know, I would go to school, I would be in the first year of my college. Before I got to know about Toastmasters, I was always someone who would not hesitate to raise my hand and uh, volunteer myself in anything and everything that was happening all around, uh, be it during the annual functions at schools, be it during the various uh, houses, activities that we would have in, uh, uh, you know, competitions at a school level and intra-school and inter-school for that matter, be it in the first semester of my college, uh, volunteering and actively trying my best to be a part of a community or a culture or a group for that matter. and. Uh, when Toastmasters happened, that was just a byproduct of everything else. So uh, I am, I've always been someone who's extremely passionate about being a part of events, being a part of groups and communities and societies, because uh, you get to meet a lot of people and you get to learn from them. When it comes to Toastmasters uh, from the first year of my college, uh, I figured that there is a community where I can speak, where I can get better interacting with people, uh, with tremendous opportunities that is there out for everyone, anyone who's joining this community. So uh, in in a nutshell, all that I would say is that uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunities that we have all along for us. For me, uh, right from my school, my college, my professional world, uh, I've always believed and I've always volunteered to make sure that I'm there and trying to contribute as much as I can. Right, right. So you mentioned 
a lot about you know opportunities and taking up these opportunities but i wanted to know from you uh, what has been your learning so far and uh, specifically what has been your learning so far as a district director for the past you know one year till the end of june uh, since you served as a district director i would like to know uh, what now you have learned from that role okay um speak speaking specifically from a perspective or a lens of uh, of an individual who is just now served as a district director of a district I would say for me, uh, the, the biggest learning that I've had is how do you effectively communicate and work with people that come from different sets of uh, cultural differences, different sets of experiences in terms of uh, who they are, where they've come from, the kind of life that they had so far, the kind of thinking that they have, the kind of narratives that they bring to table. Uh, how do you effectively communicate with all of these different sets of individuals who would now be working in a team towards one specific goal or vision that you have. So I think that effectiveness and that ability to uh, effectively able to communicate as well as listen to what their thought processes are, what their opinions are, what their mindset is. I think that by far has been the biggest learning that I've had uh, serving as a district director for the last one program year uh, in terms of not just being able to effectively communicate, but effectively able to listen to their opinions and then work towards one common goal that all of you agreed uh, at the beginning of the year. Right. And uh, I think uh, all of us at a dis- as a district had agreed, you know, um, nothing but Smedley, which pretty much changed to hashtag Satna Smedley. And, um, you know, as, as I've definitely served as an area director, so I definitely, uh, you know, know and can testify to that effect that, yes, we did. We all did work towards one goal and we did accomplish that goal towards that end. Uh, you know, we did accomplish it all together. So definitely, definitely, of course, I can testify to the fact that, you know, communicating and you know, going towards one goal is something that that we've all done and something that we all can probably learn from all of these volunteer roles, you know, when we're leading a club or when we're leading an area or a division or we go even higher than that, you know, as a district director, probably, um, you know, communicating and moving towards one goal. I think, I think it does tend to be a little enjoyable at any level, uh, especially, and I have served as an area director, so... You know, I have worked with my team towards various contests and events, so it 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 tends to be pretty fun. Uh, now, most of our listeners, you know, they might tend to be officers more at a club level, right? Club level is pretty much the first level at which you would go as a volunteer leader in Toastmasters, right? So, what reason would you give our listeners and uh, especially club members to take up these club officer roles? Like, is uh, like what would you say is the biggest value addition uh, to being a club officer? Um, the biggest value addition for anyone to being a club officer is you get to test yourself in terms of how clear you are and how much aligned you are in terms of the vision that you have. Uh, at not exactly a, a smaller level, uh, because at a club level as well, you can you can test the overall functionality and you can bring a lot of change. So it's not exactly a very small level that you are really trying your leadership skills as such, but you get to uh, witness how effective you are in terms of uh, how effectively can you carry yourself as a leader uh, at, at a 
club or at a scenario or in a community where you happen to know most of the people already so it's it's more like a parameter it's more like a field setup for you where you test yourself uh, at a, at a preliminary stage and then work effectively towards it and it it gives you immense learning uh the first role that you take up at a club officer as a club officer in your respective clubs uh this is specifically for the, uh the toastmasters folks as such right that the first time that you pick up or take up any club officer role or regardless of that any time that you take up any club officer role it provides you with an opportunity to try out a lot of uh scenarios to try out a lot of things that you want to try at a club level and that's when you figure out whether leadership is your true calling more importantly you get an understanding where do you uh, how well can you assess yourselves in those situations so i think you taking up a role of a club officer in the club that you are uh, gives you that first learning experience of how leadership would look, would really look like in case you want to try out and build your leadership skills secondly uh, if you've joined those masters you uh, i personally feel that you need to leverage as much as you can from postmasters to the world outside postmasters right uh, and postmasters is a community that offers you aspects of how effective can you become as a speaker and a leader uh, so leadership is basically uh, if not exactly how but a major spectrum of what postmasters ha- has for you to offer right so uh, if you are someone who's willing to step up to become a club officer it provides you a lot of opportunities to learn to network to grow and i think that by far is one of the main reasons why i took up my first club officer role is to see uh, how effectively can i learn leadership skills in a more practical scenario in a more uh, by doing it first rather than just watching videos online and uh, assuming that i would have all the traits that everyone talks about so here is a hands on experience of you learning more real life skills by actually doing it in a in an environment where you already feel comfortable right yeah, i i think clubs do end up becoming uh, a first you know training and you know a ground for you know trying out stuff and you can you can basically try infinite number of things as a club officer uh, because you're in the comfort of your own club and that's where you can try out stuff and i i definitely i think my communication skills have also excelled because of these club officer roles i'm sure your communication skills uh, you know started and excelled the most as a club officer and that's how we kept building our skills um i think that does tend to be a first stop but a lot of people actually you know refrain from taking these roles itself i think there are some roles that are tougher than others like you know you've got the role of vice president education or club president or a vice president membership you know some roles are do tend to be like tougher than others so um especially for these particular roles right which take up a lot of time which take up a lot of effort uh what would you say to members and to you know motivate or nudge them to you know specifically take such roles you know to lead the club as a president or to you know to stuff like that um if you're if you're if you're someone who's doing the same thing again and again then you're not really learning you're just getting better in doing the same thing again and again the whole idea of evolution for that matter the whole idea of learning with growth for that matter is that 
not only you're enhancing your existing capabilities, you're also uh, adding more skills in your feather. Uh, and that's exactly why uh, every club officer role has its own sets of challenges uh, as well as, you know, uh, learnings that come with it. While one may argue that, you know, a few roles are difficult than others, all that I would want to say to anyone who's hearing this is that only when you're trying out different things uh, is when you're learning different things. The whole idea of you pushing yourself comes only when you step out of your comfort zone. So if you if you really feel that a particular club officer role is difficult, uh, that mindset of yours is only because of what you have heard or what you probably would have witnessed uh, by someone else doing it. It does not really guarantee whether it will be difficult for you until unless you take it up. So all that I would say is uh, while there are enough conversations, enough stories of different individuals who have taken up multiple club officer roles multiple times, sharing their own perspectives and words of wisdom for that matter in terms of how they would want to uh, assess a particular club officer role. Uh, understand that all of all of them, rather all of us, me, my, I myself, when I speak this, we all are coming in and sharing our own experiences from the lens of how we have seen these club officer roles in the situations that we were in, in the clubs that we led, in the in the different times that we were a club officer or that I was a club officer. So to anyone who's aspiring and is uh, a little scared, a little nervous, a little anxious of these club officer roles, which are uh, slightly more challenging as we have often heard, uh, understand that you can only know if it is challenging once you've taken it up. And I would absolutely urge all of you to try out that skill, to try out that club officer role if you have, ne- if you have not really taken that up. Because the learnings that you get every time that you take up a different role, need not just be at a club officer role, but beyond Toastmasters, beyond your clubs as well, is that is when you're really testing yourself. There's no point of testing yourself for the same role for umpteen number of times, right? You've you've taken up a role, you've done that role. There may be shortcomings, there may be learnings that you've had, there may be uh, greater experiences that you've had, there may be differences that you've made. You you let that role, you got those learnings, move on, take up another challenge. And that challenge may or may not be a bigger one for that matter, but it should be a different challenge is what I would say. Not every challenge... Uh, contrary to popular, contrary to popular beliefs, not every challenge needs to be a bigger challenge than what you have done so far. Uh, I believe that every challenge needs to be a different one. You can only know if it's if it's a bigger one or a smaller one when you are actually facing it. So let go of that mindset that it's a difficult task or it's an easy task on the basis of what you're hearing from everyone. Everyone is coming in and sharing their perspectives. Take up a challenge regardless of how big or small everyone else is saying. Let you be the scripters of your journey of how big or small or how easy or challenging a particular role is and then share your perspectives once you've undergone that journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, w- what you mentioned was pretty interesting because um, uh, I heard a lot, lot of stuff, not just about, you know, club officer roles, but uh, when I was just heading into an area director role or when I was, you know, considering an area director role uh, i'm sure you must have also you know heard stuff that you know being an area director is a lot of it's a big commitment it's a significant commitment in our time so 
uh, would you argue the same about an would you argue the, argue the same about a district officer or like an area director or a division director in the sense that you know uh, you know how it is only if you become an ad or a dvd um i think there's a uh, there's a bit that i would call out before i actually answer that question is that people often confuse time commitment uh with the definition of challenge in itself uh please understand that how much time you have to give or you have to dedicate to a particular role that you have taken up has got nothing to do with its complexity uh of the role or the challenge that you're trying to solve for right so there are definitely roles for which you'll have to give more time uh simply from the fact that uh it's it's a slightly bigger task or it's a slightly lengthier process that needs to be solved but that is not in any way a, a direct or an indirect revelation in terms of how complicated that task would be having said that there will always be scenarios in terms of the role that you're taking up in terms of the complexity that it brings in and like i said right that uh, the mindset that we all have heard in terms of an area director role or a division director role or a, a top seven officer role in a district or your leadership roles in your organizations for that matter or anything else right please understand that every challenge every role that you're taking up every new opportunity that comes your way will come with its own sets of challenges while it may be easy for some it may be difficult and do you really know why the reasoning is that some people call it easy and some people call it difficult is because they probably would have done or have undergone that sort of a journey or the skills that are required to accomplish that particular challenge or to perform that particular role they would have probably learned that in some other phase of their journey or in some other phase of their life and that's how people relate to and assign tags of how easy or difficult this particular uh, journey is to give you an example if if you have already served in extended team roles of a particular area or division or a district from a toastmaster standpoint or you have served uh, you know beyond your call of duty in your professional organizations as a mentor or a, a buddy to someone else when you actually move to that particular role it will become slightly easier for you because you have already picked up some skills if not all of uh, what you are supposed to deliver when you have taken up that particular role so all that i'm saying is one please understand that there will always be difference in terms of the time that you have to commit for the role that you have taken up uh, as a in in toastmasters roles beyond toastmasters role but that in no way defines the overall complexity you define how challenging easy difficult moderately easy was the overall task to you and remember that learn as much as you can from each of the roles that you're picking up because only when you build new skills only when you learn more skill add more skills to your feather is when you grow as an individual so that's all that i would say uh, on the the bit that you asked yeah uh, i think i think i definitely agree and i definitely have learned a lot from that myself i've taken a handful of roles and um, i've never really developed the skills even before taking up these roles so uh, trying these out and then picking up these skills i think i am pretty grateful for the skills that i have achieved and the skills that i have inculcated in myself uh, because of the roles and because of the opportunities that i have made use of uh, so yeah thank you so much rishab for touching up on that point i think i'm sure our listeners would learn a lot from that point uh, especially 
especially coming to the point of skills right and um, it it does sometimes tend to be difficult to motivate a lot of members to you know take up roles because of the skills i think uh, if i were to approach a, a someone and say hey go for you know being a club president i think the first thing they look at is i don't really have that much time to you know become a club president right so i think beyond uh, time commitments um again and this might you know be a repeat and this might be slightly redundant to the points that you've already made but uh what would you say to to a member to motivate them to look at skills over the time that it that it's being taken up um i've i've always felt this as an industry topic uh, uh simply because there's this this common notion that everyone talks about which is uh which to a certain extent i've also talked about because that was uh the kind of topic or the conversation that you we were going in that uh as individuals we always need to figure out how quickly uh and how effectively can we add more skills to our armor right uh but it comes at a cost right it comes at a cost of our time uh in the world that we are living in today uh, i think time is as equivalent to the money that we have in terms of the transactions that we make right so uh, in case you are someone who is willing to push yourself to learn more skills you would have to get your hands dirty you would have to somehow coordinate between your personal life your professional life your free mental space that you need as an individual and all of that put together your journey as a toastmaster or anything any other aspects that you have taken up and still be able to do more and find that extra time in your schedule everything that you want to add everything that you want to learn comes at a cost right so if you're someone who's confused whether uh, you would be able to make time whether you would be able to push yourself remember that you would not really learn anything if you're not really pushing yourself right and that's why i feel that you need to figure time out you need to make your calendar as effective as possible and that's that that goes a long way uh one of the things that i've learned over the many years that i've been in toastmasters taking up multiple roles is that when you take up a role uh you may be able to do justice to it you may not be able to do as much justice with the rest of the plans that you had with regards to the initiatives that you have thought of but one of the uh, underwhelming or uh, underrated things that we learn which is not really talked enough is how effectively you are able to manage your time because here we are all as toastmasters being a part of a non-profit organization giving our time uh, renewing our membership every 6 months paying to toastmasters to be a part of this community and still effectively able to uh, you know ensure that we are managing our time effectively and that's exactly what the overall point is all about that uh if you're not pushing yourself you're not learning but you need to push yourself to learn as much as you can making sure that you're making you're still making time for everything else right so uh, as a club president or as an individual if you're aiming for that role of a club president or a club secretary or a sergeant arms or just being pushing yourself to take part in the next uh contest for that matter you need to make time you you listen to many video, you you saw a lot of videos you see a lot of videos you listen to many podcasts you uh write a lot of speeches you hear a lot of people give speeches on this 
become the same, but the bottom line still remains the same that you have to make time in order for you to learn something. And there's absolutely no way that you can learn anything without really making time for it. So that's that's it. That's the bottom line that you need to make time for something to be a part of your journey for someone uh, for something to learn from the same. Yeah, I think I think that really does put into perspective time versus uh, time versus you know skills and learning, and it really does tend to be a trade off. So I think uh, figuring out what's more important to us t- tends to be a lot more important. I think if we if we pay a lot more attention and if we put a lot of time into learning, then we immediately pick learning over saving a lot of time, and uh, that's there. But but thank you so much, Rishabh. I think we've had a wonderful discussion on a lot about leadership, a lot about taking up these volunteer roles and a lot about learning skills and stuff like that. Uh, to all of our listeners, I hope this uh, is something that's rather motivational and this pushes you to take up that club officer role or anything beyond a club. Uh, and I hope this also nudges you to push yourself to the highest and to achieve your potential, uh, how much ever that may be. Uh, thank you so much, Rishabh, for coming on the show. I think this has been a great discussion and a great session today. Uh, thank you so much for inspiring and motivating our listeners to uh, push themselves and to step out of their comfort zones in order to volunteer, in order to lead and in order to pick up new skills well on the way uh to all of our listeners thank you all so much for tuning in uh this is akash from speakers cast and distinguished toastmaster rishab signing off thank you all so much and goodbye and have a great day thank you very much.